0: Requires high speed internet connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply.
1: Hello and welcome back to a Vegas edition of the, I don't know, what are we calling this? Warriors All 82 podcast, Warriors Plus Minus, Combo. We, we've got some post games to talk about somewhat. Marcus Thompson. Hold on, hold on. Summer League games count as to 82? I mean, I didn't do all. eighty. It was only 72 games last season. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I didn't do all 72. So
2: I need, yes, they do. Practices sometimes need to count. All I'm saying is uh, All 82 has been co-opted. And as a subsidiary of Warriors Plus Minus. So it's all the same. It is all the same. It's all the same.
1: Uh, We were in Vegas, both of us. Uh, What is the topic number one of
2: of your time in Vegas as we discuss Warriors? Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Kaminga, Kaminga, Kaminga. And look, that's not even like that was the case before we got there, right? That was the case at Sacramento. But at the draft, when yeah. uh, when a certain someone essentially put him as an immovable part of the core, right? Uh, um, as the 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 big get of the entire draft, essentially. Uh, so yeah, they they put that value on him from the beginning, right? Like, so it's been about Kaminga even more so than Moody. Obviously, they're seven picks apart, but. Kaminga is the one who they are kind of grouping with Wiseman as the future. So that turns him into, you know, what we watch and what we care about. And and all, you know, with all due respect to him, he's actually been very intriguing and very uh, entertaining. He's lived up to the billing. Yeah, he um, you know, it's like. I was sitting next to Nate Duncan
1: during the game yesterday, the uh, Raptors Warriors game. And it was like, ooh, you know, 10 minutes before tip, you know, the stars are rolling in, Steph's rolling in. It's like Scotty Barnes against Kaminga. Like, yes, this is going to be uh, of heavy interest. Because to be honest, two months ago, Kaminga is a top five prospect. Scotty Barnes is considered kind of in that muddled seven, eight, nine, ten 10 range where Kaminga ends up falling. Barnes is one of the guys that leaped him. Scotty Barnes doesn't emerge as this you know elite prospect coming never falls uh to the Warriors so you know we're, we're just interested to see those two guard each other that's the other thing they're like yeah. power fours yeah. um Kaminga kind of bodied through Fr- Franz Wagner and in, in the magic game which is another you know guy to compare him to another kind of a bigger four but it was like I want to see if he can go through Barnes uh, because it's the probably the biggest rookie he was going to face and and he
2: literally did
1: first play first play of the game <laughs> it was just like you know power dribble you know boom bump bump go up and like to be honest you know you're watching the whole game and it's like every possession it's either something great or something terrible from Kaminga. it's like oh what a rough attempt at that rebound oh he tries these like outrageous dunk he missed all three of his attempted dunks but so they were all like those that the entire building they were going to shut down the internet yeah that you you know when you're in the building the, the it was oh and then like you kind of calm down um but it was you know it took bad turnovers at times I you know he's had some airball threes in in the summer league yesterday he hit three threes you know when you're sitting there ready to be like I just don't think he's gonna be able to hit threes at all he hits three but then three it, out of five too what was like interesting three is three out of thirty <laughs> yeah it was it was towards the end of the game you know you're sitting there discussing the night and you're like you know I'm not ready to say kaminga is better than scotty barnes but he has been the story of this game he's just out there trying yes, stuff yeah. doing stuff you know poorly well and then it's like scotty barnes you kind of were just pretty quiet all game i don't know and like that's somewhat of the appeal of barnes is he's a glue guy but it's you know when we're talking about a fourth pick and a seventh pick kaminga looks more like the the seventh pick where there's the home run swing and uh, that, to me, has been the topic. Like you said, storyline number one of the Warriors over the last few weeks.
2: It's like, there might be something there with Kaminga, But that's the thing. They, they didn't get him necessarily to play a role. Like, he's going to have to start by playing a role, right? Especially if he's going to get on the court as a rookie. But they ain't get him for that. They got him to be a star, right? They got him because of the star potential. That's what's jumping out is the star potential. Even when they faced um, uh, Mitchell, uh, even against my, like, in just about every game, the only player he's played against who could kind of match or exceed the star potential was Jalen Suggs. Everybody else, they might have played better, but the guy you couldn't take your off of was Kamiga, right? The guy who looked like, man, if he ever figures it out, like, he's going to be great. And that that's why they got him. And we can... We can already, you can't, isn't it super obvious after watching them for what, four games, five games where you could tell like why the Warriors fell in love with it, right? You could just see the moment where we're like, oh my God, we're going to get this well, guy. like You know what this is?
1: Let's just remove the words Kaminga and put the word James Wiseman in. and that we. At, remember when we watched his first four games against yes, the Nets? Absolutely. It was like, whoa! <laughs> oh, did you see that? oh he's hit, he hits threes? What's he going on? He went coast to
2: coast yeah. with the dribble. Yeah, Who did, did guys he just thanks?
1: Eurostep over uh, Plumley? And it was like, you know, early on you can kind of you know, you, you don't worry about the mistakes over time, the defensive errors, particularly as you get deeper into a season and, and they're trying to win and and we start to get plus minus numbers that are like, and eh, they're better with Kevon Looney on the floor. It's like pretty unquestioned at this point. But at the same time, it was like, you know, I could show, I could show you a Jonathan Kaminga Summer League highlight package already and I could show you a James Wiseman highlight package through 20 games of his career and you're like, whoa, whoa you know, what do they have there? And that is... I mean, it's going to make next season so interesting because they, you know how Wiseman was the issue last year? They yeah, have two James
2: Wiseman. Hey, you know what's interesting now that you think about it? I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't, it definitely wasn't on this level, but does Pool fit in this mold? Did they get him thinking at some point, this dude's going to be a bucket? I'm trying to remember. I know it clearly wasn't on the level of like, he's going to be a star like Wiseman and like Kaminga, but it almost feels like they're they, they're we see a trend here they're developing a type right like yeah if you could just stomach the the rough around the edges this like they're 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 really attracted to big time player potential when they see it as somebody more so than the that was the correction from the jacob evans miss absolutely yeah, yeah. and you know before that i mean obviously they were later in the draft right so they kind of they kind of had to pick that, but that had been the run when they had the four All-Stars. It's like, let's get somebody who could fit. And now it's like, maybe forget the dudes who could fit. Like, let's go with the dude who oh, might take I mean, this thing over.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the, the, the draft strategy has, has clearly shifted over the last couple of years from, like, somebody who can help this dynasty core to somebody who will be part of the next core.
2: Screw this dynasty. We're on to the next. <laughs> I mean, Joe Lincoln said it himself, essentially. <laughs> Amazing. But but here the interesting part is like we, we could look at like a Jacob Evans and say, you know, or Pat McCall, right, where it's like, all right, Damian Jones, we we see what you were trying to do. You probably just missed on the guys, right? Because if they got a guy who actually fit, it would have been it would have been it have been brilliant, right? The whole first I mean, model. Yeah, Looney was kind of a win. Looney was that, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was that. So are, are are we looking at this? Do we look at this situation and say, Man, let's see if you got the right guys, but the thinking is right. Or is now the time where you should probably be thinking. Like, do you get the fit? Because even though Kaminga stood out more than Barnes, there's some things about Barnes where you'd be like, all right, you know, he can play. Well, I mean, that, play. That, that would
1: have been the Davion Mitchell at seven. Yeah, absolutely. Choice. That, you know, that some would have ways, been a Corey course, Kispert, right? In some ways, if they were going to draft instead of trading assets, it, it, that is the, the idea of getting two picks and going Moses Moody on the second one. I, I don't think anyone
2: there thinks Moses Moody's going to turn into
1: an all-star. But that was kind of. Let me me introduce
2: you to Little Rock, Arkansas, sir, where they all are. Like Moses Moody is next.
1: Joe Johnson, are they gonna when Moses Moody's like making his fourth All Star team and getting hype videos? Are they gonna play this podcast? They're gonna play. Nobody thinks this guy's gonna gonna,
2: absolutely. They're gonna play.
1: uh but you know what i mean I mean, like they kind of were able to i mean that was the whole strategy leading up to the draft right particularly coming up there you've got to yep. take the swing there and maybe go safer at 14 uh, and that you know might have been duarte too uh you know or trey murphy but yeah, i just i mean your original question was like is this the right strategy essentially um i mean that's this this existential question that has lingered over the Warriors for the last you know year, and it's just like heightened during the summer as they know Clay's coming back, as they know the core is aging, as the Steph Curry extension loomed until it didn't loom because he signed it. Uh, it's we'll see. I mean, we'll. It, it's on them to develop and speed up the timeline of the young guys. And it's on the older guys to try to like hold the fort until then, which includes try to age as gracefully as possible. And it's an attempting to fuse two errors. It's very hard. It's very uncommon in the NBA. Uh, It's probably pretty risky. It's, it is risky but, you know, that's Joe Lacob. I mean, to, to me, w- one of the quotes at the end, he said, he, remember, he was like, if you can do that and do that, it's magic. And, like, that's his idea, right? It's
2: like he yeah, has he's this going for magic. Yeah.
1: Magic idea of, like, still competing now and,
2: you know, it kind of ushering in and the party never stopping, yeah, right? It just exactly. keep going, right? Exactly. Yeah, so right when those dudes are done, the yeah. new dudes will be ready to take over. It was like, like Steph, that, that's Steph you about plan.
1: ready to go uh, be a spot up shooter in the corner as the like, 24 year old Jonathan Kaminga is just like scoring 27
2: tonight. I know some Warriors fans are going to get mad at me about this because you know, a few of them were saying it in the comments of my piece, but man, the Magic was actually the guy who went to the Magic, right? I mean, I like Suggs that. looks like the perfect blend of a dude who can contribute now and who's going to be a star.
1: You know, uh, who shouldn't be getting mad at you. Warriors fans, you know, who should be getting mad at you Raptors fans, or maybe mad at their management or whatever. Yeah. Happened yeah. There. Bat- we, so. he- we hear about the bad workout in Toronto, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, again, it's it's three Summer League games. I'm not here to kill Barnes. Barnes actually was pretty solid in the first one. I didn't watch a ton of it. I, it was, he, I think he had like 18, 8, and 5 or something like that. So we'll see. I think he is solid though. No, he's solid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to be a bust or anything like that. But I think there's a chance, you know, two years from now,
2: you're like, Suggs dropped to five, really? There's definitely a chance. But, you know, hey, everybody else is trying not to get too hype about some league performances. I am all in. Let's go. I'm here for uh, projecting careers based off what happens to Thomas and Mac. This is the this is the part of Vegas that will not stay in Vegas.
1: Well, does the Cox Center count, or are those games like yeah. they do put like the sparkling match? The big Thomas, the
2: right? Yeah, you know, you know you made it when you play in the Thomas' Mac summer league. You know you'll draw. Speaking of which, as we talk about projecting for the rest of the or how about the season, can 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 uh can we get Gary Payton the second uh a, a roster spot now that he provided the highlight that Jonathan Kamiga could not? or
1: that he couldn't he was actually killing or like so he's walking up post game you know in that little like you know pit down there and it was like larry harris and i might have been dunley i don't know it was like a few warriors people and peyton's walking by and they see him they start giving him crap like oh oh you could finish this one you know that kind of stuff because the game before remember you missed that back dunk, yeah (laughs) and it was like i think it was an overtime it was like it was an overtime it was like a huge It might have tied the game or put him ahead and uh, it was like, a, I think it was a really, was it a good Kaminga pass or Moody? One
2: of the two, man. I think it was, Kuminga. I think it was Kaminga on that one. Moody had the no look that yeah. he did finish.
1: Yeah. So, and yeah, he rim checked himself on what was about to be a very pretty reverse. And you could tell that and it he had
2: work. he had a couple of them already, right? Yeah. So he had a couple baseline. He had a few, I think he had like three dunks just roaming the baseline and, and being watchers. available dunker spot, which is crazy, right? For six, three, but he got, man, he got so cute on that last one though. I <laughs> know oh, he did <laughs> it's exactly what it was. He was like styling.
1: it Like, let's go. Much. I've
2: already done a regular yeah. old dunk in the tomahawk. Let's take it backwards. And we had a great hill drink Sprite moment.
1: Yeah. So, you know, they were kind of like, Oh, you know, you finished that one. He came up, he was joking about it a little bit, but you know, his, his situation is interesting. Uh, I, I was a little surprised he agreed to push his, you know, because this isn't just the Warriors said, hey, we're going to push your guarantee date back to the regular season. Like, he's got to agree to that. Um, you know, and I, it's, we don't know as much as maybe the people behind the scenes know about what his other opportunities might have been. Is there a team out there that was ready to give him a, any type of, you know, guarantee? Uh, probably not since he took this deal, but he seems to think, he said on the record last night, uh, when I asked him about it, that he thinks they're going to give him a legit chance to to come in and try to win a roster spot. Uh, it's it's going to be tight on the back end of that roster. They're st- they still maybe could add like a veteran guard. I mean, like point guard is still probably the softest spot. We could argue maybe they should add another center. They'd probably say they're going to play Draymond a bunch at center. that can play five, so I think point guard probably is more important than than center, but. You know why can't it be Gary Payton? It might come down to Gary Payton against Michael Mulder in camp for a roster spot. Uh, but I think both. Uh, I think the Warriors are very happy that he agreed to you know come into camp and try to earn a job. And I we've both talked to him on and off the record. He's confident he can do it. You
2: know. And, oh yeah, 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 no question. I talked to him um, before the last game, um, and he he was expecting to get cut. <laughs> he was expecting to get waived, and then he was hoping to get a training camp invite that that's what, you know, that's what he told me, like, you know, but cause his, his thing was he's he hasn't had the chance to start in the camp with the team. It's always, he's a 10 days coming in and he plays well enough, but not well enough to stay. Uh, so, you know, he just, he's very confident that if he gets a training camp and gets to start with a team and grow with a team and let a team like know him, that he will he will get on and he's 28 now so it's, it's about time this right is it. <laughs> it's, this, this, this is fight. it
1: for him and he I think that's why he kind of agreed to this like give like you said give me the full chance to go in and, and just try to outplay people because the training camp like those are really good long practices scrimmages like guarding people you're competing against installing you know the offense like that what you're mentioning a 10 day in the middle of the season, you get there and it's like, okay, well, the veterans aren't practicing today We're we're like watching film and like getting shots up. Okay. The game starting, you know, think about Gary Payton's two, 10 days with the Warriors. He, he he had some nice moments, but it was like in like four minute little spurts where he was like entered the game. And then half the time he wasn't playing. Then he came back for a potential playoff run and sat there on the bench and watched two playing games and then waved goodbye for the season. So he hasn't really got a shot. Uh, Like, you know what he's done in summer league. I know has already impressed them enough to to where they're comfortable bringing him to camp. Uh, and you know the other thing is coaches love Gary Payton because oh, of his defense. You know I have talked to one love coach it. after the Magic game, and I was I was actually just talking to them about Suggs and Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony had a really bad night. Suggs, like you mentioned, w- was really good. And there was like, and maybe we should have had Gary on Suggs, but they're part of the reason Cole Anthony had a really bad night was, was Gary because Gary was you know, on him. Yeah. yeah, and it was the kind of, and it's like, man, they just, they love the way you can put him on a few different positions, and he is kind of a shutdown guy. Now, the shot, we both have seen, and I mean, it's getting a little bit better. They said,
2: we, we, you, you were there. I wasn't there last night's game. Uh, he, I think he had a pull-up three in transition, and uh, I think whoever was on broadcast was like, man, that's a nice-looking shot. And I, I'm sitting there thinking, like, we, we saw... <laughs> We were watching in practice. <laughs> yeah. It, there were some shots that didn't look so nice. And we we're like, yo, he's got to that. That's the thing that stops him. That's the that's the thing that stops him. Because, I mean, the Warriors don't have a guy like that right now. They don't have a guy who can say, all right, well, we need you only, to make his life miserable right now. Not only do they not have that, they let,
1: I mean, that's, they let Kent Bazemore go. He kind of was. That. They let Kelly Oubre go for Kelly Oubre's faults.
0: He that was could the he could pick he could up do. full
1: court. He could yeah. bother ball handlers. I mean, you remember when they came back against the Lakers? Part of the reason was Kelly Uber was like picking Schroeder up full court yeah, at one point. He, there was an inbound that yeah. he like batted off Schroeder's leg, and they did the first down. I mean, how many first down signals did we, did we see? see? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah And that would you know that's what the roster's missing. And you'd say you know if it is him against Mulder, there's a lot they like Mulder. They like his shooting. They feel like he's tough defensively. You know, even if there are errors at times, but it it's like. They added shooting and passing and, and smarts this summer with Iguodala Bielitz, be elite supporter. They, they're missing that defensive
3: pressure
1: and, and by losing Bazemore and Oubre. And to me, that's like, it, I, I'd maybe lean towards Peyton.
3: Discovered the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more.
2: I, I lean towards Peyton because, yeah, for one, I just I like that. I think D I think uh uh Igadala will be able to give you that, but I don't I don't know if I want to use that. <laughs> You want Andre Iguodala in game yeah, 7 nah, of yeah. the season like nah, you want, the floor, nah Frank, you want to or, save that for the moment when it counts but I do think they need that and I actually think that might be how he he uh he makes his team like it, just go guard Steph Curry and if you can do anything against Steph Curry it's got to help his chances right but I also man I think the things we've seen him do from a finishing standpoint from a penetration standpoint from an explosiveness standpoint I think that more than makes up for a shooting to me. Like, I mean, I know it's a summer league dunk and it's not that big of a deal, but who can do that on this team? Like, who's gonna drive, plant, take off, and bang on somebody? Kaminga's one of them, right? Like, he tried. He tried about four times. He's somebody who can do it. Like, who else can do it? Wiggins can do it. You know, he's got to see that lane, though, but they just don't have they they definitely don't have anybody under six five who can do it. So I've seen a lot. I I like his rebounding from a guard position. I like how he he definitely has a nose for the ball. He's got long arms. Somewhat of a rock, somewhat of a guard version of JTA. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. No question. Uh, And, you know, you, you won't need to play him 20 minutes a game. It's in spots. I just like what he brings. It's, it's an easy answer. Obviously, if they go get somebody better in free agency, that's that. But if I got to choose between. But who's out there? Peyton now, and M- Yeah, know? nobody's out there left. If I got to choose between Peyton and Mulder, man, I just see Mulder miss too many of those first shots. He, he's like a guaranteed to miss <laughs> his first two or three shots every game. And so here, here's the interesting thing, right? They, they did add some shooting. I wonder if they added enough defense to not need that. And I I do wonder if they probably need a big more because like they don't have a unless you're banking on Wiseman. Well, first of all,
1: I do think James Wiseman will get a significant amount of minutes next season. Maybe it's eased. You know, obviously he's dealing with the need thing, although he's getting closer. We see him out on the court. Uh, so I'm playing horse so as I'm you pointed out today.
2: a number of times he's humongous he's he's a giant
1: I mean this is I know this kind of like the first time you've been around him in person right because last year was obviously all zoom did it you knew i mean you know the measurement seven one big you've seen him on TV but did it surprise you how big he was
2: I've forgotten I saw him um like last month talking to Jason Richardson uh and Jason Richardson is like six six you know. I mean, he just looked like he looked like a little point guard next to him. And it's like, yo, this dude is huge. And then the hair kind of adds to it. Right. It almost embellishes. Yeah. It almost embellishes how big he is. And he's never been like a skinny dude either. That's to me. That's the thing about him. And even about Kaminga. Like you see, like, like guys like Scotty Barnes, right? You see some guys come in and obviously Evan Mobley, like they need to put on some weight. Like that's what it is. It's what most rookies are, but you know, Wiseman walked in with some beef on him. And, and Kaminga's the same way. Like, that dude is pretty built for a guy who's 18. Like, you, I mean, he'll obviously fill out that body, but man, if he's like this at 18, you start yeah. thinking, what is he going to look like at 22? He's going to look like
1: Jordan Poole, who's also buff now. What's up, what's up
2: with that? Right? Uh, Swole pools. Where's out here? Remember, they didn't have athletes for a while. Now they're out here with some... some some bangers. Joe Lake, <laughs> <George.
1: laughs> Sorry. Um. So, the we were talking about um center. You mentioned center. I think that I could see the argument for like bringing a Marquise Chris in, and like you know maybe he, he, I don't know non guarantee if he's willing to, to do that and come to camp and like decide where you feel like the roster needs are. How does Marquise Chris look, or what you know? And there's other there's a few other like bigs out there that maybe veteran bigs who could make a little bit of sense but at the same time Wiseman's gonna get some level of minutes and, and you know and how he plays will dictate it if he gets more and more over time looney probably gonna start the season uh as a starting center and obviously if healthy which is an if but you know if he remains healthy is is good for for 20 minutes um bielitsa is gonna be your stretch five which they really, you know, wanted that dimension. They've added that. So he's going to play a role and get a chunk of time. and then, they're going to play a lot of like Draymond JTA lineups where there's no center, you know, name your center. You know, Draymond basically is, and, and JTA can guard bigs at times. I, I remember JTA playing against Utah last year and boxing out Gobert really well in a home win. Yeah, and they, yeah. they were like, he's kind of a center now too. It's part of the reason they traded Pascal was like, he's become basically a center on this Warriors roster. So,
2: I mean, that's the only position he could play for this team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, and this is the argument they made. Remember, there were several times last season they had no healthy centers because you know Wiseman's out. Looney had to miss sprain an ankle, would miss some time, and there was always a question of like, don't they need to add a center? And they actually played pretty good basketball with it. It was the best ball of the season. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it was JTA and Draymond, and you know, I I think I remember Kerr's argument when we'd ask him like, you know, are you guys thinking about adding a center? He was always like, are we going to add somebody that's going to come in and not play? Um and yeah and at this point not only not play but you know take up Gary Payton's roster spot or something like that I don't know that that that's the right move
2: I think the the, the guy that I'd make the case for is Marquise Chris just because of the the relationship he already System has fit. yeah and the institutional knowledge he's got but it really is a matter of philosophy right that that's what they weighed last year they went small they took off and It's just really how they want to buy in. Wiseman is the counter to the small lineup, right? He's the guy who's supposed to be athletic enough to play like, to run like a small guy and be able to do some of those things, but still big enough to be a true center. But the rest is philosophical, right? It's how do they want to spend those extra minutes? Do they want to go small and be able to run? Do they need that? Do they want another ball handler? Uh, Like, do they want to pick up the pace defensively, like those type of things? Or do they want to be able to bang, you know, up against these centers in the West. I think what, I think what they do with this spot will tell us like how much last year impacted because they went small and that's when they went on the run. That's when they got good.
1: I also would just say they, they use the second overall pick on a center. You know how at this point, like nine, 10 months ago, we understand Wiseman's developmental growth has been stunted by no summer league, no training camp because of COVID, the wrist injury, the knee injury, which which wipes out a big summer and another summer league. And like, you know, yeah, they think he's going to be ready for training camp, but it might be an eased in training camp. Yes, that, that, that should properly concern people about what James Wiseman can give in year two. But at the same time, like, I don't know, pressures on them. Like they need to get the guy they use a valuable resource on number two court, overall yeah. pick and is making whatever eight nine million this season whatever a second overall pick makes like 9.1 he's, he's gotta like by middle of the season be somewhat of an answer i'm not saying like 35 minutes at night start him for sure but like hey develop new developmental staff you know work with them hey kenny atkinson st- is on yeah. the clock we Slater, should talk kenny atkinson the by the way um Hey, you know, Steve Kerr, figure out, you know, he keeps talking about this, like, simplified role. Like, put it into action. You know, get him just doing the stuff he does well right now, which is, like... You know, dive into their room. There were games last season they played like the Spurs and James Wiseman was like a big time positive impact because they had him in the dunker spot and they had said they had like taught him the proper spacing on in that spot and you know Aldridge was playing super poorly that night that was when like his legs weren't moving well but I think Wiseman had like eight dunks in like 22 minutes and it was like you know he's the main reason they just blew the Spurs out. Uh, so Figure that out. Figure out how to 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 get him, maximize what he does well. You know, shield what he doesn't as well as possible. And he is one of your centers.
2: Yeah, the the only case that I could see is, I mean, what what he doesn't have and probably could use is a veteran center, not a veteran power forward playing center, but somebody who could say, all right. I'm gonna take you to the side. I'm gonna show you some tricks. What's, of the what's David West doing these days? Yeah, right. Where's Marcus? All did he resign? Zaza's
1: in the front office.
2: Zaza's ready. I mean, that 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 is a way though that you can solve that, right? Like, get somebody on your staff who knows bigs. Like, Wiseman is that important? You just laid out why he's so critical to the future. How much they got invested into him? Get somebody down there who can show this dude how well, to how to I do mean, it. On as if we're talking staff, I understand that he wasn't in an
1: NBA center, but this is what. M- milojevich is there for. yes absolutely he has not no been question. around this summer no like he he will be around i assume like starting a training camp he's still i
2: think tying up but that's team. what wise of a need that old yeah. euro tech you know what i'm saying that craftiness that's what that's need the use, idea right? of him. Yeah.
1: and you know you talk to coaches and they mentioned you know they call him decky but decky's like hey he's gonna like you know come in and like that i think that's yeah, his i forgot main about him co- that's a
2: good good call
1: yeah that's his main coaching role uh but you oh. know, and, and that's on Jama, that's on all the, the the remaining coaches, uh, and you know, front office people we see Livingston out there. Livingston was was having a conversation with uh Kaminga the other day. He was part of the workout with Jordan Poole, and it's like it's Livingston nice to Let
2: it. can show him something down low. <laughs> Livingston <laughs>
1: sure. and Wiseman were playing horse together with Hilton Armstrong and another coach, another, hey, by uh, the way, yeah, another, another. seven-foot big. <laughs> Your video coordinator just happens to be yeah. seven-foot. Yeah, <laughs> it happens with NBA experience. Um so yeah, I mean, like and Hilton Armstrong's sitting there, they're playing horse and he's having conversations with James Wiseman. So, you know, one thing that this Warriors team, particularly after this summer reboot, is like kind of
2: organizationally, like they don't have a lack of, of voices. Oh around. my gosh.
1: That's for sure.
2: Yo, so the the fu- one of the funniest things I saw in Las Vegas <laughs> was Kenny Atkinson playing Nutso from above the rim by himself. <laughs> <laughs> So Slater had been t- explain it. Explain, it. Anthony Slater had been telling me, like, Kenny Atkinson is a is a guy, right? Like he's a he's a unique figure, uh, and his presence is just it cannot be missed. It's there. So he's so full of energy, right? He just he just energy, and if you just watch him, man, he just be doing stuff, and we, you don't know what he's doing, but like he's into it. Whatever he's doing, he's into it, and he has like this almost like not almost this kind of admirable, like, I don't, I don't even care what people think. I'm just going to do it. So after practice, right. After he's first off, he's having this extra long conversation with, uh, with, uh, Ron uh, Ron Adams, right. And, uh, Chris DeMarco. And it's just funny. He's talking to Ron Adams and he's over there, like, Demonstrating whatever he's talking yeah, it about, yeah, he was like doing defensive stances <laughs> and like
1: shooting. He's over there,
2: like, he would just like start, he's just talking, and then he just break onto the court, and get into a squat, and start sliding his feet. So, then, like, after all this, keep in mind, this is well, at least an hour later. Then he's, he's like the, working people out, yeah. by the way. He's like out <laughs> yes, there, it's like all he's the doing players, like so. the coach's job. And then, after all that's done, everybody's pretty much done. I think the last person on the court. Might have been Molder uh, or Looney, I think, had showed up and was working. And Kenny is on a far court by himself, literally like doing defensive slot drills and, uh, running, running, ladders. Yeah, and
1: running, running ladders. Yeah, running ladders. <laughs> and he's like, you know, and he's saying, like, I'm trying to keep myself in shape. And you, he but was, it like, looks talking. like he's
2: playing somebody. It looked like he's having a whole moment with some, like somebody's there with him, but he's just by himself. Like, so when he's doing these defensive drills. It's almost like he sees somebody in front of him and he's guarding them. (laughs) right <laughs> like the dude is funny man he, yeah it's 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 endless energy i mean it's like you said oh, i mean mo-
1: like w- when the workouts break up usually people go let me go sit on the bench for a few minutes kind of you know just just kind of got their workout let me rest a little bit he's just going station to station to station and then he's like oh nobody's out here all right well gotta well, keep I myself got occupied it. some way and then he just starts running lines
2: and stuff uh you know and then he, he's really nice and energetic when you meet him right he's like yeah. you know He's got that handshake that's going to be like, yeah, man, you're going to get a lot of energy in that handshake. Yeah. You're going to feel it. For
1: (laughs) sure. And then uh, it's like he's you could tell he's just making an impact organization wide. I mean, like Bob Myers is up there at the pre-draft press conference. Like, yeah, Kenny's been in the the meetings. And, and when we went to Miami to meet with Kaminga, like we brought Kenny along and Kenny asked like, what do you want to see? Or we asked Kenny, what do you want to see out of him? And he's like, I'm going to do a rim protecting drill. I'm going to do this drill. And now that we've been around him more, you can just see him in Miami with oh, Kaminga, yeah.
2: like just running him through a circuit. No question. Like you, you could tell, uh, You could tell they value what he thinks too. Like you could tell, like it matters what he says. Uh even I don't know if we should say yeah, we probably shouldn't say it. What else we saw? Let's keep that. (laughs) (laughs) But just like his influence will not go unnoticed, right? And because even some of the people who were already on the development squad, like they they are excited he's there, right? They're like, Yeah, we now we like we got a really good piece. So his impact is going to be critical right like he's coming in as a figure for sure
1: and like you still have mike brown there who they basically have like equivalent roles and mike is a personality i mean mike is his own guy with his own gravitas and then obviously steve is is you know the head of the staff and steve is like very like everyone's got a voice you know it's part of the reason the warriors are like how the warriors are where like everyone seems to be able to 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 opinionate on some stuff and and it's part of the reason why I think we're allowed in the building to see this stuff. Too. Facts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no,
2: no, one there, we wouldn't have been able to see all that if for most teams, no question. <laughs>
1: that's a fact. Uh, but any anything else from from the time down there? I mean, we haven't talked much Moses Moody. We don't need to get too deep into it. I mean, a, again, I mean, it's just you 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 see all the glue stuff he does the way he moves off ball, his advanced knowledge of the game, a bit more, you know, offensive stuff to him than I think sometimes you think when you just see him moving out. Man, there.
2: He, I didn't know he had dives like that. He was dropping a couple like, he can pass a little he bit. He
1: sees passes. He even had one yesterday. It was, like, right in front of where we were sitting. You know where we were sitting in Vegas. It was, like, right deep baseline. And he was, it wasn't an assist or anything, but, like, the a pass had been overthrown to him, and he was, like, falling out of bounds, and he had to save it in. And it looked like his only place to save it was right to somebody on the Raptors, but he like threw it really smart angle, like at like next to the Raptors guy's shin where he couldn't reach it and it bounced to a teammate. And it just happened at like the perfect angle of the view. And, a few people on press row were like, "Whoa, that was like a really nice pass." It didn't lead to anything. It just saved the possession. They swung it back out, but it was like, "Geez, that's just like a really smart like pass." It was nice a skill angle. that you didn't yeah. know he had,
2: right? Yeah, that's yeah. What it was an ability. Uh, I was, I'm, I, I was uh, obviously reading your Jordan Pool piece, and uh, it was, you know, what was interesting? Well, not interesting, but like obvious, but still something that was worth saying. Like he's, he is going to play the big role. That it looked like he's ready for, uh, and we saw him. We saw them be very a little Steve be a little hesitant with him last year. That's hilarious. definitely patient, right? That that feels like that's out. Like he's, uh, I think it, Steve told Kawakami, uh, who's probably gonna start. I believe he said the term was like it's his gut feeling. Gut feeling, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, that's that's not nothing. Um, and a lot of the Warriors reticence or hesitance to go out and get a star. It, it, you know, we presume that it was because they had a, a lot of belief in Jordan Poole, but if they're talking about him, basically like you're starting next to Steph, uh, th- that's showing that they, they're expecting a big jump from Jordan Poole and that's a big deal. If they get it, it's it's a game changer.
1: What, what he
2: did down the stretch
1: last season. I don't think organizationally can be overstated. And I'm not just talking, hey, he came back from the bubble and he hit some threes and wow, we might have something there. I mean, I'm talking about the the seven games. Remember, they had that homestand where it was like, you got to win every game to make sure you yeah. avoid being in the 9-10. And then obviously the two playing games, which they lost. But I mean, he played well every game. Every, Every game. single game, and he straight. played
2: well in the non-Steph minutes, which were huge. Yeah, right. That, and that's the different Steph minutes, and, it, and yeah, absolutely. You know. he became the one. He became one of the guys Steph was relying on at the end. Like, well,
1: and uh, so, so that's a that's the point there too. I remember just t- talking to people in in the days after the season. You know, they're they're going through exit interviews, and you know, you just 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 chatting up like you know, and it, I mean, it was kind of like. A heartbreak is too strong, but man, you know how it is. And when a season ends abruptly like that, and they did think yeah. they were going to at least get a first round title, it was like, oh yeah, we could have done this, could have done that. But within every conversation, it was like, mm, well, how about pool? You know, just wow. He he showed something. Like, he got them to overtime. I mean, I'd play after play after play in, in, in all those moments. And you'd talk to people and they'd be like, he earned Draymond Green and Steph Curry's trust and Steve Kerr. Oh yeah. Steve no Kerr's question. faith then and like they're the reason this is not like you know you're going into the second season with james wiseman and there's like this idea of man if they could develop him if he could he would change the team with pool they they actually believe like he's already shown it so and, and i don't mean just like you know a couple of people like i think organizationally that they have a strong belief in pool
2: no question uh it's worthy too right like he earned it um to, to think of where he ended and where he started, <laughs> uh, that's it's pretty incredible. Like, uh, you know, he clearly has the talent, but, man, I mean, remember the guy couldn't hit a corner three, w- you know, without hitting the side of the backboard. Uh, there were times where it just didn't like he would ever be able to shoot. And now he might be your starting two guard, right? And now you could see them going Steph, Clay, Jordan, Poole at, a, at a big moments, uh, in big games down the stretch, right? Like that could be, I mean, and they, they wanted Bradley bill. Um, like you, you, get the arguments for it, but if, if they get a, a percentage of Bradley bill out of Jordan Poole without giving up the, the bounty they would have had to get up that's that's the magic that joe lake was kind of making on right like that that is the magic right there you can
1: see it now it would be magic yeah right Chase Center, 20, <laughs> in the arena no
2: because i mean the dude's 20 what 22 21 22 he's younger than davion yeah no <laughs> you're right he he is super young um all right anything
1: else from vegas before we send it out
2: No, nah, we're good uh oh we, we don't talk about this enough but uh we need Damien Lee, I think, is going to play. Damien Lee is going to have something to say about all this before it's all said. Yeah. That. And he's, I believe, 600K of his
1: contract will be guaranteed three days from now. Yeah. Um, which kind of locks him in.
2: Basically. Uh, and I, I you're think,
1: right. I mean, he's steady. I don't know. Sometimes we stop talking about like just steady, like guys who just do what they do because it's like, I don't know. What, like, there's no strong opinion either way. It's just like, to, I mean, he's a good. He's a good reliable He's role player. I mean, yeah. JTA, again, we're not talking about too much, but those two are the kind of backstop of the rotation, right? You know, it's, you know, I feel like they know what they can get from those guys.
2: Yeah. I,
1: they're like I, I wonder, right? though. They're I like, wonder,
2: though, if I don't know, sometimes it feels like, uh, Damian Lee, Mike Mulder are in the same boat like the conversation, but I, I don't uh, Damian Lee's got to be safe, right? Like he's not. I mean, I he's like sitting, he, he said sitting
1: Steph Curry, Bob Myers and Draymond Green yeah, yesterday.
2: He played he played well enough to differentiate himself from that that in danger spot. And I, I do think, you know, I do think you I, I feel like we're, we're going to talk about him uh, coming up and, and like he's going to have something to say about how this roster shakes out. Like, like for instance, it, I mean, you talk about you need shooting. I, I'd much rather, I prefer Damian Lee getting the shot than that open extra pass shot. <laughs> like you want that to be Damian Lee more than Michael Mulder.
1: You know, who else is going to hear this slander and might have something to say about it. Marcus Thompson, Michael Mulder might hear this. Michael Mulder.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Michael Mulder got to make, Higher percentage of shots. Training camp could be interesting. Watch watch he go on a tear though. Watch, watch Michael Mulder I mean, get hot. I mean, he's got it in him for sure. It's just that those two, he always missed those first two. Like, man, just make the first two. He actually was a better defender though than I thought he would be. He actually he, played, he's he tough. He's better. kind of wiry, strong. Yeah, he's um, long, and those long arms
1: actually help. But you know, he's he's not like wing size. He's like more guard size, like six four. But yeah. Anyways, uh, all right, Marcus, appreciate you hopping on and talking all things Vegas. And we will talk uh, probably maybe late Whatever. August, September at some point.